think Medvedev will also fancy his chances now that recently he has won uh, a clay court tournament, which probably very few people expected. It is just not possible to mention French Open without mentioning the great Rafael Nadal. Hi guys, welcome to the Tennis Bites podcast where we serve you bite-sized information into the world of tennis. Hi, this is Adish. Hi, my name is Bhushan. The French Open draw is out and we are so excited to witness the second Grand Slam of the year which is played on clay starting this Sunday. And a bit of a disappointment for us as well as the fans because Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz are both in the top half, which means that we could have a potential Djokovic-Alcaraz semi-final instead of the more in-demand Djokovic versus Alcaraz final. So, Bhushan, I think one of the reasons this has happened is because of the slip in the rankings for Djokovic. So, what do you think of this top half especially? Yeah, so... If you have to search a few things, I'm sure uh, people will say that it's a slight imbalance. The top half seems a little more competitive than the bottom. And as you rightly said, that Djokovic and Karas would be would be a great final. I am saying would be because there are chances, or it I'll be very surprised if if uh, it turns out this way really. But. Uh, having said that, yeah, it's good. Uh, I think people have not seen Alcaraz Djokovic play. So even if they play at uh, semis, I'm sure everybody will love it. Well, yes, I think we have to look at some silver lining now. Anyway, so looking at the draw further, I think if we talk about the four quarters, the top quarter, of course, consists of Carlos Alcaraz being the top seed. And it has Stefano Tsitsipas in it. So we have a potential... Sissipas, Carlos Alcaraz quarterfinal. Then we have in the second quarter Novak Djokovic and Andrei Rublev. Now, a lot of people could say this is probably, you know, one of the easiest quarters, but that is up for debate. Then in the third quarter, we have once again Kasper Rudd and Holger Rune, who played a brilliant quarterfinal last year. Of course, Runa was unseeded back then. Rudd was also relatively unknown, although, uh, you know, uh, he was a little bit more known because he was uh, in the top eight seats last year as well. And of course, the fourth quarter rounds up with uh, Daniel Medvedev, who is the second seed, and he may face uh, Yannick Sinner in the quarterfinals. So, what do you think of these quarterfinals? Yeah, the Scandinavian quarterfinal looks uh, to light up the stadium again, doesn't it? And again, uh, talking about the bottom half, I think Medvedev will also fancy his chances now that recently he has won uh, a clay court tournament, which probably very few people expected. Right. And of course, one more thing I forgot to mention, that Djokovic has Stan Wawrinka in his quarter. And... Probably for for the last time or maybe, you know, one of the few last times we will get to, you know, uh, watch a match between Djokovic and Stan Wawrinka. So, what do you think about this potential match? I 
personally feel that it happens maybe on clay uh, every match of both of these guys comes to mind but probably the australian open scenario comes to the mind first uh, if they play some some great match on clay i think that will be remembered forever for sure all right so i think you know uh, in the last uh, couple of months the clay season has been in full throttle and we have seen you know carlos alcaraz being the favorite at almost each and every tournament Djokovic has obviously underperformed since his Australian Open win and uh, then we have Rune we have Rod Rune of course performed brilliantly in the clay season although we didn't uh, exactly win uh, either of the 1000 masters but he had a great run uh, Medvedev is a surprise entrant into the list of clay champions now then we of course have Tsitsipas who is a French Open runner uh, runner up so as we have talked about earlier the tournament is pretty much wide open with the absence of mr rafael nadal once again i'm sorry it is just not possible to mention french open without mentioning the great rafael nadal so what i want to ask you is what do you think will be the key the key differentiating factor or the key strategy at this french open in my opinion the ability to finish the point will matter and we have seen this quite recently across all tournaments across all players right so a few players tend to use the drop shot very well so beat alcaraz very amazing drop shot so when his drop shots start uh, to flow you know that he is in form right and the second strategy we witnessed quite a lot with lavich with struff is coming to the net approaching the net so probably they did it too much and that might not work over five sets but i feel a, a good approach shot and then uh, coming to the net and finishing the point is one key factor and drop shots is another so basically what i'm saying is a surprise factor is necessary to win a point on clay because you simply can't get the ball past an opponent very easily on clay and mm-hmm. I think it's players quite really know this, right? I have an interesting stat which I will show in in just a minute. You, I, I noticed you mentioned five sets. That is also one another thing I wanted to talk to you about. That as the clay surface is a lot slower compared to the other surfaces, the matches tend to be longer. The rallies also tend to be longer. It is, as you mentioned, a little difficult to finish off the point. You always. Uh, there is always a chance that we'll get the ball back, and playing such a game across five sets. So I think that will make this even more challenging, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And probably that surprise will not remain a surprise if uh, anybody tries to overdo it, right? And as you mentioned, yes, the matches might be long, the rallies might be long. but uh, the rallies or the length of rallies being long at french open or off more shots at french open precisely will probably be a myth because just see the start rate uh, what they have tried to do is compare uh, the average rally length at us open and average rally length at french open so you see over 3 years it's the exact same statistics for both these grand slams what a surprise right and uh, 
I again followed up that with some recent data. So this is the data that appeared on the Economist, and although it's a uh, five-year average, uh, what I want to really say is that for Australian Open, for French Open, and for for US Open, you see that it's almost maybe five odd shots are required to finish a point, and it is not true that French Open requires more shots to win a point. Only Wimbledon probably is somewhere between an average of three to four shots per rally, but for French, Australian, and US Open, all the three converge really at five shots per rally. So, I think a very eye-opening stat, really. Well, okay, if the data is showing that, then I really don't want to argue with that. But I think this has been a it has been an eye-opener for me because uh, you know I always thought that the rallies at French Open must last the longest but you know it may not exactly be just about the rallies what i think is the most grueling factor here is the extra shot that you need to play you just cannot be sure that the winner that you have hit you have supposedly hit is a winner there is always the chance that you will get the ball back and that always makes you hit that extra winner isn't isn't that really the case here yeah, absolutely. Because if data was the only indicator, then you, I mean, must have had so many cross court players win on French Open as well, right? So I don't, maybe we can give some specific examples, but you get the point, right? It's almost uh, very difficult for a grass court specialist to win on play, which means that the data which we discussed is only one uh, dimension of looking at uh, this particular statistic, right? So I, I think you're right, there are many variables involved and that is probably what makes it very, very exciting. All right, so we look forward to this Sunday when the French Open begins for the first time. We don't have Rafael Nadal in 18 years, so that is something and we do have a lot of favourites going into this French Open. Do let us know in the comment section what you thought about this episode. If you like this video, Please do like this video and hit the subscribe button. That's it from our side today. Thank you. Bye-bye and take care.